Welcome back to The Crease. I'm here with my boys Carl, Ian, and Gage. I am Joe, your host, and we are talking Stanley Cup final. No, we're not. The Dallas Stars are hanging in there, yeah. baby. Yeah! Playoff atmosphere. He's the only one of the Crease crew who still has a team to root for, and he went to see a game live so he could experience the playoff atmosphere watching his Dallas Stars, and Ian said, and I quote, this shit is stressful, okay? And not only was this shit stressful, he got to sit there and watch his team win and continue to win. It is now going to a game six in a series we did not see going past four. We thought it was going to be a sweep. And now the Golden Knights are letting Dallas Stars seem like they might have a chance to be the fifth team. That's right. Only five teams have ever done it who have seen a 3-0 deficit. Only five have come back to win, or four. Four come back to win. Dallas Stars hoping to be the fifth. The last one, 2014, with the LA Kings. Now, before we get into all of that and all everything happening, we're going to talk about the IIHF World Championships, which, if you didn't know what was going on, join the club. Because who the hell holds a like a medal, like a achievement kind of thing when some of the best players in the world are currently vying for a Stanley Cup? It is literally out of this world to do this and i'm so upset that hockey continues to do this stuff and continue to hold things at a time of year like this but if you didn't know we're about to let you in on a little bit of secrets here okay a little bit of stuff that happened so the gold medal game came down between canada and germany canada ends up beating germany 5-2 and the usa loses to latvia the bronze medal game. USA didn't even medal, okay? So, I mean, but granted, let's be real here. Hockey, in the grand scheme of things, for a United States sport, really doesn't always ever seem to be that great, even though we've had one of the greatest hockey stories ever in the 80s, going up against Russia, you know, and everything like that. And yet, here we are, losing to Latvia. Then <laughs> you get a bronze medal, okay? So this is, this is clearly a fall from grace for the United States, but... Ian, I want to talk to you about this real quick. So we have, and all you guys as well, we have talked about how absolutely terrible this was, right? And Carl, I hope that was your chair. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but how absolutely horrible hockey is ran. It is ran like a bunch of bunch of entities got together for a common goal, but none of them want to work together to achieve that goal. And so we're all just going to sit around and do things half-assed and from the hip and run just things like this all the time. So no one knew this was happening. And yet it just doesn't... It, it, the only reason I know about that, I feel like half the people on this panel, Carl may have known about it. I know Gage didn't know about it. was because you were able to figure this out, Ian. So let's talk about the, the, the IIHF World Championships and what it means for Canada to bring home the gold. Uh, well, first and foremost, Canada just winning what it's expected to win, I feel like. Um, good for them. Germany shouldn't, if you pay attention to hockey, really shouldn't surprise you. They're an up-and-coming uh, hockey country. Uh, they beat Canada in the 2018 Olympics and got silver there. Um, they had guys like Tim Stutzla and J.J. Paterka on the Olympic roster back then. And they've got arguably the second best player in the world, Leon Dreisaitl, playing at, at his peak right now. So Germany, up-and-coming country. Props to Canada. They did well. U.S., it's a little bit embarrassing. I mean, just a little bit. You don't really expect Latvia to really... Props to them. 
they've also put out some talent, namely Elvis Merzlikens. They did have Matisse Kivlenix, rest in peace to him. Um, and good for them. Any way to grow the game. But speaking of growing the game, Joe, I know you said not to touch on this subject. Uh, but we cannot do this for 20 minutes, though. Can touch okay, it won't, be, it won't be for 20 minutes. minutes. It won't be for 20 <laughs> minutes. And anybody can jump on, in on this subject. But it just shows... One, nobody knew about what was going on. I only knew about it because I'd had some passing interest, and I thought, okay, we got to have something else to talk about on here, and I thought it might be interesting. And I just... These teams, it's not a minor achievement to win a gold medal at the World Championship because say you win a Stanley Cup, you win Olympic gold, and you win a World Championship... That puts you in a very rare club. It's called the Triple Gold Club that a lot of elite players are a part of. And it's just, you don't get, it's just depriving some of the world's best talent from going because you decide to hold this tournament at the same time as the playoffs. The hockey, hockey's premier um, time to shine is the NHL playoff, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And you're really just trying to compete with yourself when it comes to this, if you were really smart about it, you'd wait till maybe two or three weeks after the playoffs ended. You'd have the tournament then so that you could have, you could start growing interest. You could have your best players there. Team USA doesn't have guys like Austin Matthews, Matt Kachuk, Jason Robertson, just to name a few. Finland doesn't have Miro Haskin and Miko Rantanen. Canada doesn't have McDavid. Uh... Granted, and did play in it. Oh, he did? Yeah, that's the only reason why I caught up in the, the story of this and knew about it. Oh, was because Ranton had left. Colorado got, Colorado got knocked out early. Yep, and Ranton and left to go play in, uh, in the championship, basically. So that way, he can continue to play hockey and better himself for the team. He had a press conference about it. That's okay, neither here nor there, though. I- I was wrong. I apologize for that. But you got guys like, I'm going to go with another Stars guy, Haskinen, not playing for Finland. He could arguably be Finland's best defenseman. But you don't have these guys at the tournament, so it's just a shame, really. Just a shame, and it's another example of how hockey likes to shoot itself in the foot. Do you know what I think would be great? And and hear me out on this, all right? Oh, dear. We, the All-Star game is a joke. We all agree, right? The All-Star game is a joke. <laughs> so Finally, someone what said if, it. What, what, if, what if, what if, what if, right in the middle of the hockey season, right, we get rid of the All-Star game, we hold the IIHF World Cup, World Championship, right there. That's our All-Star. That's Makes all, sense. Like, like a two-week, like a two-week, two-week thing. Everyone shows up. We get a, the best of the best going for their countries against each other. We get what we never get in the Olympics. We get what we never get in any other situation, right? And we get it right in the middle of the hockey season to see everything happen. How is that not brilliant? How is that not the answer? Like, even, if, even if you took a two-week pause, just a two-week pause, everyone gets healthy for the playoff run. You get to see the best go up against the best, which we never get to see. You get all this stuff that we've been coveting for and, and want to see and all these other things, and we just get rid of the All-Star game. Because the All-Star game honestly holds no value. It, it holds nothing. What would be better than an All-Star game? Getting to see the best of the best play for their countries and win a gold medal 
right in the middle of the hockey season. Well, I'll I mean, tell you right now, let's be honest. Run. No, no one cares about this. No one cares about this championship. Let's be honest. And the reason why is because the NHL does not want to be involved in it. And I don't blame the fans. I really don't. I blame the league at this point. And if the league wants to show dominance around the entire world that hockey is here to stay and it is a world sport, just not a Canada slash US thing. No easier way than taking a page out of the soccer world book and allow them to take that winter break, build up, let those players take a weekend off and go play for their national team for the buildup of World Cup. And then you will see that fans not only in the US, Canada, but oddly enough, Mexico, South America, you got all of England, Europe, and even the Asian countries would be even more intrigued. Fun fact, uh, so I know we talked about it a couple of podcasts ago. Australia, they're gonna play a game there for a preseason. And everyone's like, oh, why Australia, blah, 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 blah. Turns out 99% of those tickets are sold and all those tickets are from indigenous people to Australia. None of them are Americans that flew or Canadians that flew down there to go watch the game. So, there's interests in, honestly, weird places. How do you get those places interested in the sport more? Well, you got to make the teams care more. And this is how you got to take a page out of the soccer's book. I looked that up. I was like, doesn't doesn't soccer do this? Doesn't the, the like the European leagues do this for soccer? It's like exactly what you said. It's one hundred percent what they do. You allow them to go play with their teams. You allow them to go play with their for their country because that's where your hope is that's where you that's like everybody wants that that feeling to play for their country and in hockey we see so often that a lot of the best players who are playing deep into the year deep into the season don't get that opportunity so why do we continue to peddle a bad product that has only gotten worse in the all-star game when you could put a one to two week gap there and play double ihf world world championship like, I mean, honestly, that's what it sounds like to me that should happen. And this is another problem with hockey. But I said we weren't going to talk about this too much. Damn you, Ian. Damn yeah. you. The other thing hey, is... Hey, hold on. I'm not the one that went on about this for God knows how long. I you know. took it from me. Also, the well, other thing is, if it's not the Olympics, the United States just doesn't care. Doesn't care to give it publicity or any sort of advertising. I mean, that's not true, though. That's not true, though, because the World Cup... That play, bars are full. I'll say you no, never see how big I'm a specifically is. hockey. I'm saying specifically for hockey. And I think that's more because they don't know. No one knew. Look, go look at any other, but anyone else covering explicitly hockey on any other platform. Have they spoken a damn word about the Double IHF World World Championship? Nope. Nobody knew. I, this just, is this just, could be a just boom. to my point. As a country, even as sports media, no one gives a shit about hockey or international tournaments until they reach the Olympics. I just, that's I, a shame. I mean, I mean, the World Cup gets covered by ESPN and soccer. I, I feel like this is just uh, another example of them doing I, it to themselves. I'm not going to get too much I'm part of though. the statistics. Like, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I watch the World Cup. Yeah. And like I say up to date on the World Cup games. Yeah, but, I mean, big soccer guy, this but could I get people plugged in. 
This could get more fans involved in hockey. This could get a bigger following for hockey if you have something like the World Cup, something like that. Look, I mean, hell, look at the, the baseball. NFL, the NFL's doing it. The NFL's yeah. expanding. Yeah, look at the, the look country. at the look at the baseball classic that the, the MLB does right before the year. Baseball classic. It's one of the biggest freaking things ever. It was covered it, across all. all and it's like all two weeks long. Stuff. It's like yes. two weeks long. I mean, and you could do that with the. You have it at the beginning of the season. I mean, all I'm saying is you could make this a huge deal. You could use this to get involvement in hockey. Make people household I, names I, I outside of hockey. Of, oh, the season's too long. Like, we play most of the year anyway. Okay, baseball's 162 games. They have like three months off, four months off to make the playoffs. If you make the World Series. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can do this with hockey. Give them two, two weeks. You know, if they get invited to play for their national team, sure. If they don't, they get healthy. You know, if they're hurt, they get healthy. And it's perfect. It's, perfect. it's a better all-star break that will actually do something for the sport. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And and honestly, that's what I want to see, right? I want to see this sport grow. And that's the way to do it. You put the IIHF World Championship at a two-week all-star break. Everyone gets to go play for their countries. It's nationally broadcast. It's, you know, internationally broadcast. It's worldwide, Right. You get ESPN coverage on it, primetime slot, and it's going to be a big fucking deal. Because you know what the funny thing is? Is that all these other sports that have these international, you know, worldwide sort of of baseball tournaments or, or, you know, soccer tournaments and things like that, every other sport takes a back seat during those moments. That sport gets the primary viewing. That could be, this could be hockey's golden goose. And I and as much as I think that that's what they should do, I'm too smart to believe that's what they will do. But we've talked about this enough. We've talked about how hockey shoots themselves in the foot enough. Uh, it's even the same, even the Stanley Cup playoffs are getting overshadowed by the NBA Finals right now. Even oh, though yeah. it, they're, they're not even playing yet, they are mirroring each other to a T. To a T. Yeah, no kidding. If if Dallas wins Game Six, it's the exact same. One team gets swept. The other goes to a game seven after being down 3-0. Same shit, mm-hmm. but zero, zero coverage. The differential is crazy. I know because you know how many, you know how long I, I was the Celtics. TV the Celtics are everywhere mm-hmm. on social media, on ESPN, everywhere. Haven't heard Dallas Star. Dallas Stars. <laughs> Haven't heard about the Stars. I hear yeah. from Ian. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, I don't count. Here's here's the deal, right? That here's, and my here's the big one. That's all. Here's the big one. And I was watching TV the other day. I was watching, uh, I forget what it was. And there was a NBA Finals, like, matchup, like, Eastern Conference Finals match, or, you know, Heat, Celtics, Game 6 preview. It's like a 17-second, 20-second commercial. Right after that, I'm talking, like, directly after that, was a five-second Game or Game 5 preview for the Dallas Stars. It was like, Dallas Stars, Golden Knights, Game 5. Stanley Cup final. And it was over. That was it. It was just the team logos, the Stanley Cup trophy, some announcer dude spitting for five seconds, done. You got on, on the Celtics heat, you got highlights, you got, you know, crazy reactions to, to wild shots and comebacks and buzzer beater, all this stuff, right? History in the making, all the past games, all the like all that stuff. 20 seconds of just straight hype. And for the Western Conference Finals between the Dallas Stars and Vegas Golden Knights, 
you had five seconds of just the logos, the logos, the Stanley Cup Finals, and the NHL logo at the end. Followed by crickets. And then the show came back on. So not only did they let the basketball video run for four times as long, with four times more content, it was a footnote at the end of a commercial break that you barely got to finish because the video cuts back so fast. That tells you everything you need to know about how the market views hockey and how hockey has made it has made themselves be viewed. And it's it's not going to change. And I hate the fact that it's not going to change. But we're moving on. We're going to talk about what everyone wants to talk about right now. And it's the fact that the Florida Panthers are on a beach somewhere, not because they got sent home, but because they're waiting for an opponent for the Stanley Cup Finals. And we all thought, everyone on this panel thought, that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to wrap this up in four. We were going to have two sweeps, and it was going to be Stanley Cup time. And the Florida Panthers will be like up 2-0 already and running away with it, right? Wrong. The Dallas Stars come out, win back-to-back games, and are looking to even the series in game six and do what only four teams before them have done. That is reverse sweep after being down 3-0, winning four straight games and going to a Stanley Cup final. That is their end goal right now. Ian, these are your Dallas Stars, buddy. Which is why we're going to save you for last. We're going to start with Carl on this one so we can go ahead and get his feelings on this because we can't have Ian hype up his stars too, too early. We do need some rational thought here. So, Carl. Hey, now. Hold what on. Are you taking, what are you taking away from this series so far? And do the Stars have a realistic shot to, to, to come back from down 3-0? So I'm going to stick to my previous statement from the last episode. I still think this is going to game seven. Still think this is going to be an overtime series. Congrats on Dallas for keeping this series live. Allow this series to keep going. But at the same time, shame on Vegas. And I think Vegas is going to learn a very hard lesson. I know I've been posting in our chat a lot about Phil Kessel and Vegas keep on benching him. They need Phil right now. And I know a lot of fans out there are like, oh, God, why are you talking about Phil? Like, no one wants Phil on the team. Look, he has the playoff experience. He has the rings for experience. He has held the cup for it. He knows what it takes to finish out those big momentary games. And right now, Vegas is struggling to win those big momentary games. And... They need Kessel on the ice. And if they lose again tomorrow on Monday, they have no choice but to bring Kessel back for game seven. And that's going to be the difference maker in game seven for me. But once again, Vegas is shooting themselves in the foot, but I cannot discredit Dallas. Dallas is doing a good job bringing back the series back from what seemed dead. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were all sitting here like, wow, that. Dallas just, and they had a hard road, man. They did not have an easy road to get where they're at right now. But, I mean, Gage, here's my question for you, man. Whoever comes out of this series right now, they're going to go visit the Florida Panthers. And the Florida Panthers are resting up. And they've had a hard road, too. There's a lot of tough matchups they had to go through. I mean, the Boston series was grueling. We all knew it would be. They they handled the Leaves and the Canes relatively, you know, easy. But those games were not, you know, those were dogfights to the bitter end the last, you know, the last. overtime. 
Yeah, the last you know lighting of the light there each time was a was a just a beater for him, right? So they're resting up at this time. But my question for you is: Is the rest a good thing? Because I've seen so many times a team on a hot streak comes into a series and they get several days to sit there and think about it and get in their heads and they come out cold and slow and lethargic and they're not you know skating with the same intensity they were coming into the finals so are the panthers in danger of being lulled to sleep as they wait for this western conference stanley cup finals to play out no short answer no the skaters and the everyone but sergey Bobrovsky, i'm not worried about as a goaltender, though, and you're on a, you're in the zone, you're as I like. I made a, I was compelled to make a whole video about this. He is in the zone right now. 2019 playoff, Bob. Do not slander this man. As I told Ian <laughs> three weeks ago in the first round playing Boston, do not slander this man in the playoffs. It might be bad for his focus might be bad for his his head in the zone because going like that playing great series against Boston playing lights out against Toronto playing lights out against Carolina you want to keep that going but again he's a professional like this is what they do so I think the rest is good for the skaters legs especially going overtime quadruple overtime like one goal games against Carolina they did sweep them but like those are not short games not easy games by any stretch of the imagination. Like they 100% outplayed Carolina. Frederick Henderson was the only reason Carolina even got to those overtimes. Yeah. Because like Bob's facing like 50, 60 shots a game, but like not high quality shots. They're getting him on net. Yeah, sure. But you also giving up 45 shots the other way and giving up better opportunities. That's how the Panthers are going to win it overtime. And I think Matt Kachuk is just better than every single player one-on-one on the ice that he's played. Uh, Sans Boston. Boston, you can make Pos- David Pasternak probably, probably outplay him. But <laughs> uh, That one might be up for debate, too. It's debatable, but like I'll accept that answer either way. But he's just, he has had such a playoff run, being clutch again in every sense of the word. For this team, their three best players on the ice at all times are Atchuchuk, Sergei Bobrovsky, and either Sam Reinhart or Sam Bennett. Those that is your points. That is your goaltending. I don't. It's not when. I don't. It's not if the Florida Panthers win the Stanley Cup. It's how many games they do in it. And again, the only question I have is who gets that MVP trophy? Because I talk to my brother about this. I talk to my cousins about this all the time. Because I make the argument for Sergei Bobrovsky every single step of the way. Oh, yeah. And the argument I get back is Matt Chuck every time. Because they're like, oh, you can't win unless you score. You can't win if you can't stop the cut from getting that either. (laughs) I mean, I'm actually on your side in that because Bobrovsky has been like... He's a brick wall. There, there's there, there's not a goalie in that suit. All right. That that is that is that is a they brick that thing shut the minute he steps into the crease because he has been standing on his head doing absolutely insane things. Now, to Chuck has closed out games for them. He has been the difference maker on the offensive side of, of the ice. That is not up for debate. 
However, if Bobrovsky is not as good as he is, they don't see the second round. And there's no way you can convince me about like, that. This that isn't man, a knock on Alex Lyons either, because he was playing yeah. okay, just not out of his mind enough to beat Boston. Oh, no. But any other team you're playing in that first round, I don't think they have to go to Bobrovsky because Alex Lyons wasn't playing bad. Yeah. He just wasn't playing good enough. Yeah, it was not and, enough. And I don't know how got them there. Paul Maurice was like, let's switch goalies. Don't know how he had the balls to do it, but like paid off. After a win, too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, after a win, yeah. Saw something. I don't know what it was, but either way, I'm with you on that. But my thing is, the reason I brought up the rest <clears> and, and being in the zone and everything like that is because, it's, it's to your point, Bobrovsky is in the zone right now. And much like a pitcher who is, you know, thrown multiple hitless and scoreless innings, hasn't allowed a base runner, the last thing you want for that pitcher is a delay. You don't want them, you know, having to sit around for longer than they need to. You don't want them having to think about it. You don't want them talking about it. You just want them to continue having the flow they're having. The goalie position is very, very similar to that. You need to be in the right mindset. You need to have the right instincts going into it. You need to have the right things right now. And the more he sits around, the more I think whoever comes out of the West has the ability to punch them in the mouth in game one and make this a series. I, I really do feel that because as much as I think the skater's legs are going to be good and getting the rest is good, I was never a fan of resting. I never liked it when a team won early and got to sit down and take a break because you lose the mentality. You lose that sort of edge you have to do it. And that's where I'm at right now watching this Dallas Stars Golden Knight series. And it's actually whoever's going to come out of the West. I think it benefits them that this game, that this series does go a little longer because although they may be tired, they may be a little more you know, worn out a little more, you know, just fatigued from how the series is going. I still think that they're going to have the playoff mentality a little more in check the minute they step on the ice. Now that might just be me blowing smoke, making this a bigger deal than it is. But Ian, first off, congratulations to your Dallas Stars not getting swept. I mean, golf clap, golf clap for your Dallas Stars not getting swept. But do you think they can come back? I mean, it's literally... Less than 2% of the teams who have faced this situation have ever come back. We've already said there's only been four. The last one was in 2014, nine, nine years ago. But do your Dallas Stars have the ability to actually come back from a 3-0 deficit and beat the Golden Knights? Do you, do you think they can do it? They have the ability. I mean, we've seen these last two games, game four and game five, were exact replicas of each other until the end of that third period. I mean... What it seems like from those past two games, Dallas really adjusted their game plan. It seems like in games one and two, they got that lead and they kind of went into prevent defense. Just curled up into a shell. You can have the zone, but we're going to keep it on the outside. I've never liked that. I don't understand why teams don't go into a trap. I don't understand why you don't play a 1-2-2 or a 1-3-1 at the end of a game. Get them to dump it in and just keep possession. But... It bit Dallas in the butt, especially in Game 2, because we saw Dallas playing not to lose in Game 2, and lo and behold, Eichel and Marcheseau get in the zone, and Marcheseau ties the game. Vegas wins it in overtime. Game 3, that was just awful. I I turned that game off halfway through like when we were down 4 nothing, because I was like, there's no way we're coming back from this. That was a bad game, and it 
really was set by our captain. That precedent was set by our captain early, and we just folded. Game four was just was different because game four, the stars just decided we're not going to be afraid of contact anymore. We're not going to be afraid to hit. We're not going to be afraid to play physical, and we're not going to be afraid to drive to the net and get chances right in front of Aiden Hill. And how Dallas killed, how Dallas won those last two games is chances in front of the net. Game four, Dallas's first goal. Power play, Jason Robertson right in front of the net. Granted, that's one of the most gifted goals I've ever seen. Not just anybody can bat a puck up in the air to himself. But then the next Dallas goal, you see uh, Domi driving. Lindell shooting it off the boards. Robertson parked right in front of the net. Hill loses track of the puck, and Robertson just bats it in. Vegas, in that last goal, Vegas just took a careless high-sticking penalty. I think that was McNabb that took that penalty. And by the way, McNabb hasn't looked great in this series. Um, And it just... Dallas capitalizes on their power play chance. Setting it up for Joe Pavelski. Rope Hintz probably should have scored earlier in that game. I think the lineup changes have really helped too because Glendening getting back into the lineup has been excellent for us. He's an experienced veteran player. I don't know why he's scratched. He's useful. Freddie Olofsson's kind of been an unsung hero. I don't think he has a point yet, but the way he's just been driving play as a bottom six guy, he just brings it all. And you see Dallas pushing the pace of play. They just started to kind of erode Vegas's defense, kind of just drive them off. And these are two teams that play heavy hockey. So, I mean, I don't think Dallas is going to win this series. I'm proud of them for getting two wins out of this. I think they can push it to seven. I think they can get the reverse sweep. It's happened twice in my lifetime, 2010 and 2014. 2010 against your Bruins and 2014 with the Kings and the Sharks. And, I mean... Sorry. You had, had, to, you had to say it, didn't you? It's Sorry. More pain for me. Why is it always the pain for me? Because <laughs> everyone else's uh, team has sucked so often that when my team's, my team's just has something bad, we have to bring it up. All my uh, homies hate the Bruins. Yeah. Everybody hates the Bruins. Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of hate them right now, too. <laughs> you just hate <laughs> old Mark. Oh, my God, dude. We're not going to talk about it. So, I mean, I think they can. They're getting their captain back as long as Jamie Benn puts his head down and plays instead of being an idiot. I think they have a chance. But I just don't know. I think regardless, I think to your point, Joe, um, the Panthers' rest might be more of a detriment to them. Because both Vegas and Dallas play a very heavy style of hockey that Florida also likes to play. I know we argue Boston does too, but they Florida kind of pushed them around. Florida pushed Toronto around a lot, and they really pushed Carolina around. These are two teams, especially Vegas with that defense. You're not going to push them around as easily. I think if... Vegas does win this series. Um, a guy like Braden McNabb, Kachuk going around behind the net. He just comes around with it. McNabb's going to crush him. 
into those end boards. McNabb's a big 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", defenseman. Nick Hague, 6'6". Those guys are all giants. They play a heavy style of play, and I don't think it's going to be easy. I do think Florida wins the Cup, but I think it's going to be a tougher series. I think this might be Florida's toughest series that they've played in since round one. I can see that. 100% I can see that. I mean, listen... Anyone coming out of the West is going to be all the help they can get. And so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go round robin on this. Closing out the West series, Gage, I'll start with you. Wait, how many more games are we going to see and who's going to win the West to face the Panthers in the Stanley Cup? Dallas doesn't lose at home. They even the series out. And then you get your heart broken in game seven. Oh, Oof. please. Justin, the, the classic <sighs> classic Jets maneuver is like like to call it. Give you enough hope to bring it back in and just crush it all at once. Kind of like big season for y'all. It's it's every oh it's every year. That's why I call it a classic Jets maneuver. Just give you enough hope to really end to give you enough false sense of security that oh it might be you do something and then crush it all at once. Hey, I'm an OU fan. I see enough of that. Oh, oh I also and think Game Seven will not even be close. Like you're gonna be dominated. And dominated. you're going to be like, oh, uh, we, we fought all the way back just to get our doors blown off in game seven. Bro, my... I've lived that so often. I've lived it so often. All right. All right. Ian, <laughs> what game and who wins? If I go with my head, I say Vegas in seven. If I want to go with my heart here, I say Dallas in seven. I disagree with you to the point of if it goes to a seventh game, Vegas is going to destroy them because they go back to game seven not only have you blown a 3 nothing series lead, all the pressures on the Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights, historically under pressure, do not perform well. I know they have Jack Eichel, and he's been fantastic for them, but this core has not consistently performed well in the playoffs, particularly in Game 7s. I remember 2019 against the Sharks. Game 5 against the Stars in the Conference Finals in 2020. That Montreal series was, oh, that was garbage from them. And it just, I don't know if you can trust them. But I will say, it's a different looking team. It's a new year, so they could. It's a toss-up. I've gone with my heart. I went with my heart the last video. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to say Dallas in seven. And I'm going to say that they beat them three to two in overtime off of a Joe Pavelski one-timer again. Okay, okay. Yeah. My my thinking in this is it's the opposite of the Celtic Heat situation. Yes, the Heat now have all of the pressure on all of them, but they're playing in Boston. The Knights have all the pressure, but they go home in Game 7. They've kind of been terrible at home, though. And, this in this is. hypothetical. In this hypothetical. Like, they could close it out in six. In this hypothetical. In this hypothetical. Is the opposite problem because Boston's going to go home to Game Seven and win that Game Seven and come back with three nothing. This is true, and, I, and I'm going to be disgusted to my very core that that happened because I fucking hate Boston about it. sports. I'm not even thinking about it. Sorry, anyone who's fan of Boston sports, except for you, Joe. How are you fucking? Yeah, no one cares. Rob watching. <laughs> You're going to get watching, swept by the, the, the Rob Nuggets watching anyway. and editing it this, doesn't matter. I don't care. Rob posted on your Patriots channel too. Fuck all of Boston sports. But it's just facts. <laughs> That's a New York sports fan for you, boys. That's what that is. But, Carl, who wins what game? 
So it's going to be Vegas. I'm still sticking by my statement. I don't think Vegas is going to knock Dallas's uh, doors off as uh, Gage likes to believe. I think it's still going to be an overtime game. I think uh, Vegas is going to pull out the stops. They're going to bring Phil back in. Phil's going to get the puck. Phil's going to put it away for the series winner. You got to let Phil in. You got to let Phil in. Please, no. (laughs) Phil can't skate like he used to, though. Man, man. No, just because he can't skate like he used to doesn't mean he can't put away the winner like he can. I know, but also there might be a reason he's not playing. They healthy scratch him because they don't believe in him. Here's where I'm at with this, all right? Come on, Joe. There's a lot that points to, to Vegas, the in Vegas. There's a lot of stuff in Vegas's corner. All right. I think that that the problem Vegas is having is having right now is that they have none of the momentum. And I don't care where you're playing at. If you come in with doubt, you are going to lose. And that's why the stars are taking this. In Thank seven, you. Baby. Let's go, I love baby. It. I love a good comeback story. I love a good comeback story. I love a good underdog story. You know what? Here it is. Stars. Panthers Stanley Cup final. That's how it's going to go down. They are all going to overtime. These are going to be hard fought games. Ian, I'm with you on this. Carl just left. He was Carl so just rage quit. Dude, to be rage fair, the Stars like, were also the last team to drop th- the first three games in a series, win two, and then lose the fourth one back mm-hmm. in 08 against Detroit. But, uh, I was right. not a happy camper that I was five, but I still remember that series. <laughs> I wasn't a happy camper. But Maybe miracles can happen. Maybe miracles can happen, man. That's what I'm here for is miracles. I love like the low percentage, low chance of problems. Could you imagine the fire sale that would happen oh. out of Vegas, though, if they oh got reverse swept? Can you imagine what will happen if Dallas, in Dallas, like in Dallas, imagine being in Dallas and Dallas wins it in game five? That city will riot. In game seven, you mean? Oh, yeah, game seven. They, they will riot. It will be absolutely out of this world crazy. And then they're going to go into a, a Stanley Cup playoff against the Panthers, and that atmosphere is going to be electric. Nuts. But I was I, there for game four. I'd know if they win game seven, like they'd probably have a party out in Victory, Victory Plaza all night. Guarantee you that place would be packed. Yeah, for sure. But that's all we have time for today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow on all of our videos and on all of our social media platforms. That's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll have the links in the description below. And also in the description below, check out our affiliates. That is StubHub, Coffee Bros, uh, SportsNerability.com, FuboTV, and Pillow Fight. You can find all of the information for those affiliates below. Help support us. Help support them. Be sure to share these videos. Help grow this community. And we'll see you next time here on The Crease.